this thing on? We are recording. Are you sure? We are recording. How can you tell? Do you see the light on the dashboard that says recording? Oh, okay. Always the little things you overlook. Well, hello. I am Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic. Speaking to anyone who's listening out there, I'm making this little journal because I'm stuck in a big metal box in God knows where, so I figured... Why not keep a record of it? Though I am not going to be a supervillain. I am accepting my new role here as leader of these people who once worked for a supervillain. As that, I am trying to uh, see if we can turn this place around and make a go of it. Do something really positive with all this evil we got going on up here. (laughs) Today I'm going to be taking a tour of the compound and try to familiarize myself with this place and the people for lack of a better word, that inhabit it. I have a compound. Wow. All of a sudden I'm David Koresh. I don't know how that happened. Greetings, Master. Are you ready for your tour? Sure thing, Drudge. Be nice to familiarize myself with this place. Uh, let's start someplace a little easy. What do you say? Of course, Master. If you follow me, I will take you to the Room of a Thousand Torments. The what? It's where we keep the thing of a thousand torments. Drudge, when I say let's start someplace easy, the words thing of a thousand torments shouldn't pop into your mind. Yes, Master, but it is a safety concern, and and I'm sure it's an important one. Uh, However, let's just put that on the to-do list. Uh, Right now, let's just do something a little less torment. Um, Well, how about the armory? Strangely enough, that sounds more pleasant. Sure, we'll go to the armory then. Follow me, master, and watch a step. Oh, I intend to. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men. With machine minds and machine hearts, you are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. You can't handle the truth. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is a war room. I didn't get a harump out of that guy. Just the governor for Trump. Ever dance with the devil? How about you, you crazy Dutch bastard? What's your favorite scary movie? Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, or I'll take the one in the trailer. Go ahead. Make my day. Warriors! Come out to play! Everyone in this room is now dumber for having women. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Welcome to your armory, master. Wow. 
Didn't expect it to be so huge. Yes, it's one of the largest in existence. This place is frightening, isn't it just? This Lord Destructor, he must have been a very, very angry man. Yes, it was one of his more endearing qualities. What is all this stuff here? You know, I think it would be best to feel these questions to your War Master. I have a War Master? Oh, you have many lieutenants. I'm sure you'll get to know them all. Uh, here's the War Master now. His name is Warpig. Oh, good God, what is that? <coughs> so, this is the new boss, is it? Uh, uh, yeah. Hi, Mr. Uh, Pig, is it? Warpig. All one word. Oh, okay. So, uh... Your, uh, your job here is, uh... I make weapons that destroy things. That's, uh, charming. Uh, what do we do with all of this? Whatever we want. <laughs> oh, he seems nice. Oh, you would be so, so wrong on that, Master. Ugh, what, what's this over here? Battle armor. I've been working on that one for a while. Why don't you go ahead and try it on? Uh, I'm, I don't think so. I don't think it would fit me here. This helmet's pretty cool, though. Hey, Drudge, check it out. I am the Giver. You are the what, sir? <laughs> the Giver. Good one. You know the Giver? Oh, yeah. Great TV show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Huh? It's one of my favorite animes there. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, and uh, they had a couple of movies, too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that Giver movie. Ugh, I hated that. That was that was horrible. Yeah, that first one was bad. Second one was pretty good though. They had a second one. Yeah, yeah, Giver Two: Dark Hero, and that that was one of the rare times that the sequel was actually better than the original. I never saw that one. I just figured the first one sucked so bad. Why would I even bother? You really should give it a try. I mean, like I said, it's a lot better than what they did in the first one. Hey, um, computer, do we have Giver 2 Dark Hero on file? Affirmative. Let's load it up. Oh, great. Now he's corrupting Warpig. Mug shots. Turn to the right! It's been a year since I first became the Giver unit and destroyed the Kronos Corporation and their shape-changing killers, the Zoonoids. But the Giver stays in calling me to fight, to kill. Non-stop martial arts action and more incredible morphing special effects. The Giver 2 Dark Hero. I love my job. Let her go. Only from New Line Home Video. The Giver 2 Dark Hero.
1994, starring David Hayter as Sean Barker, Kathy Christofferson as Corey, Bruno Patrick as Crane, Christopher Michael as Atkins. Sean Barker becomes the unwilling host to an alien bio-armor known as the Giver. A year ago, he destroyed the Kronos Corporation, an organization of mutants who want the Giver. Now he is trying to find why the Giver unit forces him to fight and kill evil. He is led to an archaeological site where scientists discover an ancient spacecraft. Now he must fight Kronos again before they discover the secrets of the Giver's origin. Bullet points. The film starts with a voiceover from Sean, played by David Hayter, who is most recognized for doing the voice of Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid video game series. He explains that a year ago, he merged with the biological alien armor called the Giver and destroyed the Kronos Corporation and their shape-shifting monsters, the Zoonoids. But the armor still compels him to go out and fight evil. At a warehouse, gangsters are stealing a shipment of dolls. They explain they've hidden cocaine in the dolls. While in the process of stealing the shipment, one of the gangsters is thrown from the top floor of the warehouse. Sean appears in full Giver armor. The gangsters shoot at the Giver, but he is bulletproof. He cups his hands together and redirects the bullets, killing one of the gangsters. The gangsters have even less luck in hand-to-hand -hand combat. They are taken down by the Giver in what appeared to be a very Batman-inspired fight scene. One gangster is kicked in the leg, snapping it in half, in one of the most cringeworthy effects of the movie. The gangster leader kills the security guard by shooting him repeatedly. The Giver grabs the gangster leader, who begs him not to kill him, but the Giver cuts his throat with the elbow blades on his armor. The Giver then burns his name into the wall of the warehouse, which is found by the police moments later. Later, Sean wakes from a nightmare. He draws what he sees in his dreams down in a journal. While doing this, he hears a report on TV of a werewolf attack in Utah near a cave where an archaeological dig is happening. He sees some cave paintings in the report similar to his dream journal and is convinced the werewolf is a zoonoid, so he sets off to find the cave. At a local store, Sean meets a woman from the dig site named Corey, who he shows his dream journal to. She seems to recognize some of the drawings. She reluctantly agrees to take him to the cave. <laughs> to get him into the dig site, she lies and says he is a late arrival from the university. She introduces Sean to her father, Marcus, who is in charge of the scientific department at the dig site. Also introduces him to Volker, the head of security, and the corporate backer, Crane. While working at the dig site, Sean sees several cave paintings that look like the drawings from his dream journal, and a zoonoid skull resembling his deceased rival, Lisker. That night, the hunter whose brother was killed by the werewolf returned to the campsite with a reporter, looking for proof. They are attacked by a zoonoid. Sean and Corey were talking together when they hear the hunter and the reporter screaming. 
Corey worries it's another bear attack and goes to get help. Sean runs to the sound of the screaming. Corey gets help from a crew member named Atkins, who has been suspicious of Sean ever since he arrived, and has grown even more suspicious now that he's chasing a bear. The Zoonoid, a large rhino-like man, kills the reporter and almost kills the hunter when the Giver shows up to stop them. They have an impressive fight scene between the two of them. They fight to a draw and the Zoonoid runs off when the cars of the excavation team shows up. Later Sean, suspecting Atkins may be the Zoonoid, follows him and finds him on a radio reporting to someone about Sean. He finds out Atkins is a government agent. Atkins threatens to kill Sean, but Sean covers for him when Crane and Volker walk by. As Sean sleeps, the Giver unit, pulsating under his neck, sends a signal out that causes a crack in the cave wall. The next day, this leads the diggers to unearth an ancient alien spacecraft. At a celebration that night, Sean notices Volker has a scar in the same spot that the Giver cut the rhinozoonoid. The next day, the crew cannot cut into the alien spaceship, but the Giver unit sends another signal out that opens the door to the ship. Marcus, Crane, and Volker explore the ship's bridge. Sean sneaks off to try to communicate directly with the ship, and Corey, while exploring, finds a cracked Giver unit that is quickly confiscated by Crane. Sean tries to warn Corey about the Kronos Corporation, but she doesn't believe him. She runs off, but hears Crane report back to Kronos and is ordered to kill the researcher. Corey is captured by Volker and driven away. Sean, while attempting to communicate with the ship, is approached by Crane, who reveals himself to be a Zoonoid. Crane tries to convince Sean to join him, but Sean refuses. From behind, he is knocked out by a female lieutenant of Crane's. Volker and another guard are transporting Cory away when a prawn-like Zoonoid stops the car in the road. It tells Cory to leave the car and fights with the other guards. Volker transforms into his rhino-Zoonoid form, the other into an insectoid zoonoid form. During the fight, Cory learns that the prawn zoonoid is her father. Back at camp, Sean is rescued by Atkins, who says government troops are coming to take out Kronos. He won't let Sean go help Cory, so Sean knocks Atkins down and takes off. As Marcus is fighting with the other Zoonoids, the Giver shows up, first killing the insect Zoonoid, then brutally killing Volker. He almost kills Marcus, but Cory stops him. At the camp, the government agents show up, capture the Kronos employees, and free the researchers. However, one Kronos member is still missing. Corey and Sean sneak back into the cave, deciding the ship is too dangerous for anybody to get their hands on, and decide to destroy it. The ship calls to Sean, and Sean goes inside once more to try and communicate with the ship. Outside, the lone Zoonoid, resembling Lisker, has taken out the government agents. Kronos then captures Atkins. They go into the cave and capture Corey. 
They threaten to kill Cory unless the Giver surrenders, but Marcus shows up and helps the Giver fight the Zoonoids. The fight breaks down into Marcus versus Kane, Atkin versus the female Zoonoid, and the Giver versus the Lisker Zoonoid and a Frog Zoonoid. After much effort, Atkin kills the female Zoonoid, Giver kills the two Zoonoids he was facing off against, and Crane kills Marcus. Giver then faces off against Crane, but is revealed that Crane has activated the damaged Giver unit, modifying him into a Giver Zoonoid. The two square off in the best fight sequence in the film, where Crane almost kills Sean, but Cory shoots Crane in the control mantle. Sean then rips the control mantle out of Crane's skull and finishes him with a blast from his chest laser known as the Mega Smasher. Sean uses the Giver to command the ship to take off, so no one else would have it. Sean and Cory then leave together. Super Villain Beatdown So the movie is cheesy, but it's fun, and it's action-packed, and has some great martial arts sequences. And it doesn't make the glaring mistake the first movie made by banking on the star power of J.J. Walker over that of Jeffrey Combs and Mark Hamill. So what you're saying is, this armor is like some kind of Metal Gear. Atkins never said what government agent he worked for. Was it the Phoenix Foundation? Oh no, that was a different MacGyver. Oh, so the guy who made this also directed Power Rangers. Well, this should be a fun little- Oh my god, he just snapped that man's leg in half. You know, for such a huge monster, Volker's got a cute little roar. Oh, so this is based on a cartoon, then. Oh, then this should be a cute little... Oh, my God, he keeps stabbing that thing. Oh, God, he just ripped its hands off. Oh, God, he took its eyes out. Oh, God, please just kill it. Kill it, for the love of God, put it out of its misery. A lot of the Zoonoids have distinctive bioweapons to help them in combat, whether it be Lisker's bone-plated skull, Volker's rhino horn, or in the insectoid's very long pinky fingers. No, I'm serious. He's threatening Cory with very long pinky fingers. The Giver armor hides under the skin on the back of Sean's neck, causing a couple of bumps to appear there. The most powerful weapon in the universe is acne. Oh no, Crane just stabbed the Giver! Sean! Sean! Why are we fighting in a river? Because hot girl in a river, that's why. From the Oprah Winfrey Book Club and the director of the acclaimed anime movie Many Tentacled Rapist from Hell comes the Giver Tree. The Giver warns Sean of danger. Huh? Just a box. Gentlemen, meet the next generation of Kronos Corp's bioweapon. The hip star. Ew, you made me into like a scaly little fish man. That is not cool. I am so blogging about this. Zoonoids? That's appropriate because I am zo annoyed. Rogues Gallery. I'm going to invite you to a show. But first, allow me to destroy your gallery. It's crap! Arlen Crane is definitely 
without a doubt, the villain of Giver 2. But what kind of villain is he? As a zoonoid, he is very physically impressive, looking like a cross between a predator and the creature from the Black Lagoon. In this form, there's no doubt that he's very strong, very fast, and very dangerous. As a Giver zoonoid, he's even more impressive. His combat skills are increased tenfold, and he becomes equal to, or maybe even superior, to the Giver. However, Arlen Crane the man is not a very impressive figure. At the dig site, he is a big fish in a small pond, but he's clearly not the one making the big decisions. He's middle management, and what's worse is he realizes he's middle management. His ambitions overshadow his position, leading him to make the very dangerous decision of putting on the second Giver unit, even though he knew it was damaged. Temporarily, that did give him the power he was looking for, but ultimately, it was that ambition that cost him his life. The Secret Lair proudly adds the portrait of Arlen Crane, the Giver Zoonoid, into the rogues gallery. As the man once said, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. When life gives you the tools to be the bad guy, it's important to try to be good. Make someone smile. Make someone laugh. Share your favorite movie with them. And if you need some shelter from the villains of your life, then make sure to join me back here in the secret lair. This is Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic, signing off.